Hello and welcome to Cosmos Science Daily, where journalists at the Cosmos Newsroom report on the latest research and discoveries and explain the science behind the headline news. Today's newsroom journalist and chemistry whiz, Ellen Fidian, is talking about a breakthrough in gas storage. With yours truly, Dr. Sophie Calabretto, applied mathematician and fluid mechanist, who knows more about liquid fluids than gaseous fluids. So Australian researchers have used chemistry to figure out a radically different approach to storing and dividing gas. This breakthrough could turn dangerous, expensive gas infrastructure into a cheap powder, assuming it pans out. Ellen, why do we want to store gas? So there are a few reasons. Um, We already do store quite a bit, particularly however you want to call it, natural gas, fossil gas, the the gas we use for energy, which is mostly methane. I think fossil gas is Like the stuff that my cooktop uses. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So it's going to be the last fossil fuel to leave the grid, even under the most ambitious energy scenarios that involve us becoming like a hydrogen export superpower. There's still a little bit of gas in the grid up until the 2040s, probably, Mm -hmm. based on most predictions. And the reason for that is that it's a really easy thing to ramp up when there's sudden high demand it's a really good peaking power basically mm-hmm. so yeah there's going to be a little bit of gas in the grid not very much but for a long time and obviously there's a global strain on gas resources at the moment yeah russia's a major world supplier so the invasion of ukraine's caused a huge spanner in the works right so it's better to have some in reserve the other thing thinking more broadly about storing gases is that both hydrogen, which you can use as a fuel source, and carbon dioxide, if you're capturing that from the atmosphere, both of those are going to le- need a lot more storage over the next decades. So how do we actually currently store gas? Like I'm just thinking of canisters, but I don't know if that's true. <laughs> My response was big balloon, right? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, just, a, just a big balloon full of the stuff. Yeah, no, so it's really hard, right? Because it's, you know, how do you capture air? How do you keep air in, inside anything? Yeah. So at the moment, usually the trick is to turn it into a liquid. Mm-hmm. And to do that, you either keep it at a very, very high pressure or a very, very low temperature or both. So methane, for instance, I think needs to be kept at about minus 100 degrees Celsius, minus right. 80 degrees Celsius. It takes huge amounts of energy and infrastructure to do this safely. And it's also actually the cooling thing, particularly cooling and the pressurizing as well, is how fossil gas gets purified and separated when they're mining it. When they're mining gas, there's a whole heap of other gases in there. There's carbon dioxide, methane, a whole bunch of other hydrocarbons. So when you cool that gas to different temperatures, you can get out the specific chemicals that you want and leave the other ones. So typically the CO2 just gets vented straight into the atmosphere. Right. So, I mean, I guess the question is, could we do it in a different way? Oh, that's the money question. And there are some researchers at Deakin University who have figured out a way to store particularly hydrocarbon gases. Mm -hmm. So they found this very cheap, very easy to get safe powder. So this thing called boron nitride that binds to some hydrocarbon gases in certain conditions. So you can basically seal these gases away. Okay, that sounds very cool. How did they figure this out? So they were testing out a few different compounds in a thing called a ball mill which is just basically a grinding technique. It's, it's effectively like a rotating mill filled with steel balls that grind stuff within it. They were pumping different types of gas in there with different types of compounds, and they noticed when they tried this thing called boron nitride, 
which is made from boron and nitrogen, mm-hmm. um, as the name hints. <laughs> they, it, when, they, when they pumped a type of gas in there called an alkyne, the gas basically disappeared. I had a chat to Dr. Srikanth Mateti, who's a research fellow at Deakin, and he told me initially they looked at it and they were like, oh, well, there's got to be a leak or some sort of mistake yeah. because the gas has just vanished and that's not what gas does. That's weird. <laughs> um, they They tried it. 20 to 30 times in different conditions using different equipment all of that sort of thing before accepting that actually no there was something else going on it wasn't a leak or a mistake the boron nitride was binding to the gas inside this ball mill that is amazing so what was actually going on well they've figured out kind of the chemical mechanism they think it's this it's kind of a mechanochemical reaction basically. So the nitrogen, there's something to do with the way the nitrogen binds to the boron that allows it to also bind to some alkyne gases. Um, It also binds to another type of hydrocarbon called an olefin. So basically they realized they could use this to separate out hydrocarbon gases. So acetylene, for instance, which is like used as a fuel, it binds to acetylene, methane, so natural gas, it doesn't bind to that. So if you put in a mixture of acetylene and methane, it'll bind to the acetylene and it'll leave the methane alone. Right. And then if you want to get that acetylene back later, then you can just heat the powder in a vacuum. And so you've got this like purified acetylene. Helen, that's amazing. It's super cool. I think it's, it's really, really exciting. I'm very excited by this. Because the other thing that's really neat is that it works very efficiently at room temperature and pressure. So instead of those incredibly low temperatures and those super high pressures, all of those energy intensive things, you just stick it basically into a benchtop ball mill and it works. So Matetti told me he calculated kind of on the back of an envelope estimate to store a thousand liters of gas, you could run it at 80 kilojoules per second and you'd be able to store all of this gas and also the powder is reusable so you can use the boron nitride again after you've used it the first time that's huge so could this work for other gases they're working on that so yes they think it's very likely they'd be able to tweak it to say hydrogen so you could use it to store hydrogen fuel possibly carbon dioxide so you Mm -hmm. could use it as like a carbon capture or carbon storage method Wow. You need to tweak the parameters, possibly try different ingredients, the ball milling speed, that sort of thing. But they think the science is pretty solid. And yeah, they're trying that out at the moment. I guess the next question I have is, could this work at a large scale? Like, obviously, if this is to become significant, we might need to scale it up, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, the theory is that, say, acetylene, instead of transporting it in canisters and needing all of these safety regulations, you just put it in a powder and then just move the powder from A to B and then just take it out of the powder again. So it'd be way safer. So it's the sort of thing that industry is really interested in. The researchers have filed a patent and they're looking for partners in industry to to see who'd be interested in trying this out at large scale. They said they're they're really confident it works in the lab, sort of separating two or three gases, storing a few gases. But say you've got a mixture of 10 or, uh, or a huge amount of gas, they want to test those things next. Well, what a cool story. Thank you so much, Ellen, for sharing. And thank you to everyone for listening. So be sure to keep an ear out for our next installment of Cosmos Science Daily. This podcast was brought to you by Cosmos, a publication of the Royal Institution of Australia. From 
listener and Cosmos magazine comes, huh? Science Explained, a new weekly podcast answering all of life's questions, big and small, in just 10 minutes. Download the listener app now and listen for free. Listener.